Hello everybody, this is Francisco here from the Frank Ops Show. I've got some new headphones and I want to test them out during uh, another little drive here. And as I talk about uh, games in my backlog, part seven? Yeah, part seven. So we're, we're going to do this. We're, we're doing this, all right. It's going to take forever for me to get through all of these. But I feel like uh, we'll, we'll eventually get through all of it. Next game on the list is, it's free on Steam if you want to play it. And it's a very important historical video game. It's called Liquidators. I haven't played it just yet. It's, I think, PC only. Keyboard and mouse released back in uh, 2020. Released back in 2020. Uh, probably a good to play alongside a viewing of Chernobyl, in uh, which was on HBO, which is a fantastic show, uh, by the way, if anybody hasn't seen it, a little uh, series, mini-series, we are about the Chernobyl disaster and how it was handled in, Soviet, in the Soviet Union and uh, Ukraine, and this game is based on, on that, on that, on that moment. Three nuclear plant workers go on a daring mission to prevent a radioactive fallout that would affect half of Europe. Every moment is permanent, and all is at stake. So you are playing as one of the, they call them the liquidators, the people that were, that braved their lives, sacrificed, (coughs) excuse me, sacrificed their lives to contain the radioactive material bursting through the Chernobyl power plants, nuclear power plant. It's it's genre is considered a first-person horror game, and I guess it's horror in one of the craziest sense because it's a true story. And it is from a first-person perspective as you're, as you're one of these people, and you'll, I think you can see the elephant's foot in this game from the screenshots that I see. And it's it's fairly obvious uh, what's going to happen at the end of this. And you try and save it. It's only one hour long for, um, for this game. And it's, it's, once again, a historical piece more than anything else, something educational. And I, I think uh, I will eventually play it at some point because I feel... Like, it's an important historical thing that I should experience. I've played some games that are based a little bit on the historical era. I played, uh, I forgot what the game was called. I think it was called Martial Law on Good Old Games. I, I played through that, which is fairly short. And it's about basically how, a short thing about how things were in Poland during the communist rule. Uh, no, nothing serious, nothing like that. It's more of an educational little heartwarming story uh, during Christmas time but it's it, it was it was interesting for sure I, I enjoyed the historical aspect of it and just how people lived it's it's presented in 2d style whereas liquidators is a 3d first person shooter uh, well actually not a shooter uh, but a first person uh, experience next is crypt of the necrodancer a game that I have completely uh, ignored, even though I have played it, I have tried to get through it, I've gotten, I've made some progress in the game, but I am frustrated with the 
the roguelike, roguelike, I don't know what the difference is, elements of this game because, oh man, you die easily. You die easily. Of course, the, the hook for this game is the, it's a, it's a um, musical dungeon crawler where each step that you take is a step that you have to do in time with the beat. All your attacks and all your steps have to be in time to the beat of the music. And then uh, this game was uh, interesting and successful enough for them to be able to get the Zelda license to make Cadence of Hyrule, which was an amazing game and didn't have and had some of the roguelike elements, yes, but wasn't as tough. And that's the thing with this one. I feel like this is too tough. And they probably did in, in there when they were making Cadence, they did remove a lot of those really tough elements that made it too difficult for you to to keep going. It's like, oh man, I lost everything. I got to redo all this stuff. Like it, with uh, Cadence, it, it was being structured with the Zelda crossover helped it in that sense. Whereas this one, it's hard. It's it's the same. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the same concept. There's nothing different about it, but the with the mechanics. But it's just the difficulty spike is just massive here. And, and yeah, hardcore roguelike rhythm game. <clears throat> I've uh, and yeah, it's 14 and a half hours, 47 and a half hours to 100 percent, which is insane that anybody has done that. But and it's released on pretty much everything: Linux, Mac mobile, Switch, PC, PS4, 5, Vita, Xbox One, Series XS, and it was back in 2014 when this came out, but I'll see, at some point I do have to sit down and play it, but right now it's it's not, not going to be the time, I'm sorry, I, I've tried, I've tried with the game, but it, it's just not, it's not happening right now. <clears throat> Next is Wizard of Legend, seven hours long, 24 and a half hours to 100%. See what this says, action adventure game, released on the Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Of course, you played on 5 and Series XS back in 2018. It's a fast-paced 2D dungeon crawler where you assume the role of a powerful wizard on his quest for some fame and glory. Combine powerful spells and quick reflexes to become... A Wizard of Legend. So I like the art style. I mean, I, I'm hoping it's uh, Zelda-like and not rogue-like, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Next is Vostok Inc. 12 hours long, 170 hours to 100%. I have to see why that is. The Wolf of Wall Street with lasers. Okay, you're the newly appointed CEO of Vostok Inc. As a greedy space capitalist, your ultimate goal is to get filthy, stinking rich. Pilot your own ship and blast your way through the solar system and collect moolah to help, <laughs> to help profit your company. With your pockets overflowing, you can indulge in extra mini games ship and weapon upgrades all whilst figuring fighting evil bosses and listening to a 
customizable synth soundtrack, Vostok Inc., Live Rich, and Be Prosperous, released on the Switch and PC back in 2017. So it says top-down, multi-directional, scrolling, action, arcade, shooter. Interesting. Interesting. That's, that's, that one's going to get a screenshot. That one's getting a screenshot from me because that's, that is an interesting setup. And I like the I like the bracing copy there. You see, you give me some something like that, and it's like that's gonna catch people's eye if you if you make it humorous. <clears throat> Next is Victor Vran. So this is 10 hours long, 49 hours to 100 percent It's an action RPG released back in 2015, and it's now currently on the PC, Switch, PS4, 5, Xbox One, Series XS. And actually, I should, I, I, and I'm saying this, I should say it forward. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the, the PS4 games and are backwards compatible with the PS5. So uh, if I do say PS4 and you have a PS5 only, now if I say PS5 specifically, then that usually means that the that 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 game has a actual version for that system. Most likely, that will take advantage of the the power of that system. And the same thing for the Xbox One. Xbox One, all Xbox One games are, for the most part, are backwards compatible with the Series X and S. So, if it, if it does say that, if I then and if it does say Series X and S specifically, that means that they have their own version too. Okay, that's what we're gonna do moving forward because I keep saying it and I'm like, uh, you know, we'll just keep going from there. It's like if I had said uh, available on the Wii, and then I would just say the Wii U because the Wii is also backwards compatible with uh, with the Wii. And uh, or if I said GameCube and Wii because the the Wii is backwards compatible with the GameCube. So there you go, Game Boy Advance and a bunch of the PS PS2, PS1, whatever. Okay. Uh, Victor Ren is an isometric action RPG where your skill is just as essential as your character build and gear. Experience intense combat, action, dodge, jump, and unleash powerful skills to finish off your enemies. So, there you go. That's that's the game. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's not capturing me for sure, but we'll see. Next is Turmoil, 2016, and maybe there's a different game called Turmoil, or maybe they made a new version, and this is the, the, uh, this, this is the new version, there's an old version, I'm not sure, but this released back in 2016, as I said, and it's on the Switch and PC now, uh, it's, let's see, 8 hours long, 24 and a half hours to 100%. Turmoil offers players a visual, charming, tongue-in-cheek take on the simulation genre inspired by the 19th century oil rush in North America. I want to assume this is around Texas and Oklahoma, around that area. Get a taste of the rivalry of the time as you earn your way to become the town's richest oil baron. Okay. Interesting. An interesting setup. I'm going to screenshot that. I haven't seen that before. Uh, 
it's a period piece as well, which is nice. Next is Tiny Troopers Joint Ops. Six hours long, 17 and a half hours to 100%. Released back in 2014 on the PC, PS3, PS4, and PS Vita. Uh, it's an epic, bite-sized arcade shooter filled to the brim with action-packed mini-maps of mayhem, and that's it. That's, that's all the description we get, So, and I don't like the art style. I don't know. It's, it is what it is. Uh, but it's there. It's there. You know You know what the thing is with this? I read how many games that I have in my backlog that I just have. I, I'm, I'm just going to have them. As long as those companies uh, still exist with their servers up to hold those games. And it's staggering. And I'm, I'm going to start relegating myself to the fact that I'm probably never going to play any of these games that I'm mentioning here. Probably never going to experience a single one of these. Like, I'll have them, but I won't be able to play them. Because I just will never get to them. I'd like to think, like, hopefully if I, I get to become an old man, and retired, and I just, uh, I'm just sitting around, and one of the things that I do is just like, oh, I'll just game I just finally catch up to this backlog. About three thousand games here. <laughs> like, like that, that's that's probably like all right. If I'm going to spend my days just riddled like that, then might as well do that. And a lot of old people nowadays are doing it. I've heard stories of uh, old people that are that do game as one of their hobbies. They pick it up and they just they, that's how they enjoy themselves. And, you know, their body might not be able to do some of the things, but hey, they can experience these stories. Through gaming. You know, their hands still work. Their hands still work, and they can still experience some of these games. So, and that's another thing you don't realize. At some point, because this is hand-eye coordination, all this other stuff with, like, these, these twitchy games, these competitive multiplayer games, but, and or these hardcore, like, you know, Souls-like games, Dark Souls-like games, so, you know, at some point, you, you, you're going to have to provide options for because uh, for, for difficulty and everything like that. Because our generation, the ones that grew up with video games as a medium, that video games didn't just start. And, like, people who grew up, I would say with the, with the okay, we can start with the Atari, the Atari 2600. Anything before that, stuff in the 70s, eh. But, like, you were born in the late 70s or the early 1980s and beyond. And video games were a medium by the time you were, let's say, four years old. Four years old when you started to, like, comprehend these things. So you're, you're looking... You're eventually going to get to a point where senior citizens grew up with these video games, and it's uh, newer video games should accommodate for that at some point, especially because some developers, some developers are already there. Some of the developers, gaming developers, like let's say the old heads like at Nintendo, those guys were there before video games were a medium, like a, like a legit medium. They didn't grow up with it as a medium, they, they created the medium. You, you would think that at some point they're going to start doing that. 
and the new generations, like, we're starting to get things like uh, more options for subtitles for people who are hard of hearing. Heck, even people who, like, who aren't hard of hearing, uh, there, there's a study that I think millennials enjoy using the subtitles in, uh, on, like, Netflix or, you know, all these streaming apps. And even in gaming, like you can you can perfectly hear perfectly fine, but just to be able to understand some things that are said or remember some things, they like reading what's being said. So we're starting to get that some accessibility stuff. That Microsoft created the controller for accessibility for for people who don't have uh, traditional means to hold a controller. Uh, there's there's some difficult but some strides to get video games for the blind, which uh, would be more of an audio experience for sure. But it's it would still be possible because they can still it's, their hands are functioning. They can still press buttons and and maybe that would be the experience. Like because you know, a lot of blind people have amazing hearing and they can kind of hear their surroundings better. So. Imagine a video game that that perfectly encapsulated that. You know, or maybe it's a game that visually, yeah, you can see perfectly fine if you can see, but but maybe its sound design is so amazing that a blind person could complete it. Now, Viking Ball completed some video games. I think some somebody like beat Super Mario 64 blind, and some people have beaten Super Mario 64 blindfolded. Which I think is a little bit cheating, a little bit, especially if you if you, you aren't blind because you probably played Mario 64 before. You probably played Mario 64 before, and you just uh, you just going based on memory of how the physics are, the speed is, and so you're going from that. But. Um, at some point, like, difficulty levels are going to have to go down just to accommodate us getting old, right? Colorblind options are, are now a major thing in a lot of video games, which is, which is good for a lot of people. Heck, some people who aren't colorblind turn on those settings because they, they feel like it, it helps them see better, uh, the game, uh, regardless if they're colorblind or not, so... It's it's getting there. Things are getting there. We're, we're getting to a point. Uh, but it just depends on the developers and whether they want to put in that time to do so. But at some point, that question with regards to age is going to have to be answered in, in like, I would say in 20 years from now. 20 years from now, yeah. 20 years from now is when that's going to start. Because people who are... Let's say 40 right now in their 40s, mid to early 40s, are in that era. Maybe some of the late 40s, but they're in that era. And so at some point, 15 to 20 years from now, that's going to have to be something that needs to get done. Okay, that's a tangent, but I keep going on tangents with these all the time. Next is the occupation. I started this game, I just haven't gotten around to completing it. It's six hours long, 10 hours to 100%. Uh, released on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's a first-person adventure game. 
also a bit of stealth as well, uh, some puzzle solving. Uh, March 5th, 2019, released in North America and Europe, and uh, it is uh, a fixed-time investigative thriller set in North West England on Saturday, October 24th, 1987. I have started it, I'm probably maybe an hour or so into it. And it's an interesting bit of a story, but I it's about, I think, uh, investigating, like, a bombing that happened prior, and you're just trying to, you're like, I think you're a news rep, newspaper reporter, trying to figure it out, and you're sneaking into a government building to try and see what happened, and gather clues, maybe there was a cover-up of some sort. So that's, that's what that is, and, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I'll have to get to this at some point. It's 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 a it's it's a well-made game. I, I just haven't really uh, gotten back to it. I was in a different headspace when I started it, and I, I just need to get back into it. Next is Sword Legacy Omen, twelve and a half hours long, thirteen hours to one hundred percent, released on the PC only. It's a tactical RPG. <clears throat> Back in 2018, embark on a bloody, brutal reimagining of the King Arthur mythos as Uther, a vengeful knight aided by Merlin, an eldritch sorcerer in search of the long lost Excalibur. Survived intense turn based combat in this tactical RPG as you travel broken Britannia, a land devastated by intrigue and deceit. Okay. Mm, eh. eh, for now. Eh, for me right now. Once again, fantasy games, fantasy settings of that sort. I just, I, not into them that much. Not into them. So, next is Surf World Series. So, uh, on how long to beat, nobody's completed it, or nobody's. Yeah, not a single person has made an entry to complete this game. And uh, it's released on PC only back in 2017. I guess it didn't do well because it, it, I got this through Amazon. And uh, it hasn't released on even like the Switch. I think the Switch, it may be mobile, but mobile's a little different. But I think the Switch, if it doesn't release on the Switch, then, then it's... Because the Switch has some pretty low bar entries in the eShop right now. Like, really low bar. But even then, the Switch has these, uh, has a lot of, if it's, it's not the Switch, then it's probably, it probably wouldn't do well, but. Take to the waves in Surf World Series. Experience the thrill of killer waves, uh, killer tricks of monster waves at five legendary surfing destinations. Master your moves with 44 single-player challenges, okay, or compete online against up to 15 other players, which probably is a dead community, across three different game modes, become a surf legend. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, you know, I mean, for, they, at least they specifically tell you how much you have to do. 44 challenges, so... So, but maybe, I don't know. I don't know why this, this maybe, there's probably some reviews on YouTube, maybe. 
or something. Maybe somebody's done this, but hasn't been on how long to beat.com. And and usually you get numbers as to how many people actually own this. And I, it's on 56 backlogs. Two people have beaten it, but I guess they've never put in their time. So well, there's no, there's an 8% of retired the game. So, yeah. I guess I didn't capture a lot of people. Uh, maybe it's graphically challenged. I've never seen the game in action. So, uh, you would hope that that it would have some pretty good water physics and things like that, but, or some visuals, but who knows. Next is Stick It to the Man. At least on... Well, I have this on PC, but it's uh, four and a half hours long, five and a half hours. It's 100%. Released back in 2013, it's now on the Switch, PC, PS3, PS4, PS Vita, the Wii U, and the Xbox One. Let's see. Ray has a bizarre accident and wakes up with a giant pink spaghetti arm sticking out of his brain. With his awesome wow, okay, with his awesome new powers, he can read minds and change the world with stickers, but soon enough, he finds himself on the run for a crime he didn't commit. Can you help Ray out of this sticky situation? Alrighty. Uh, it looks like... You remember, just from the art, you remember those... Like those sticky, stretchy hand things that you get inside of like the... Uh, like the, 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 the little machine that you stick a little a quarter inside of it and twist it and you get the little... Uh, ball and it comes out with the, the hand in like a different color or whatever. So like it, it looks like that. That's what that looks like. And maybe the game's based around that. But uh, it, I didn't even see what genre it is, but who knows? Who knows? But let's stick it to the man. Next is Smoke and Sacrifice. Ten and a half hours long, 20 hours to 100%. Adventure RPG released back on Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One in 2018. Smoke and Sacrifice sees Sachi, a mother forced to give up her son, adventure into a grotesque underworld on a quest that will lead to a darker truth. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. It's fine. These games that you see on Amazon, they they do vary in a lot of things, but I, I'm I'm just not interested in a lot of these. These are a lot of these games I'm, I'm getting through Amazon, and they're they're in the games. They're mostly in the games. Amazon does get AAA games, but not on their own app. It's usually coming out of like Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft or or EA. So you'll get those AAA games from them. Uh, next is Silver Chains, three hours long, five hours, 100%. Released on PC and PS4, it's a first-person horror game, back in 2019. 
so it's a strong has a strong emphasis on story and exploration. Search for clues within an old abandoned manor to unravel the truth about the terrible events which have happened. That's the premise. That's all they tell you. Very, very basic premise. Go inside the spooky place and experience spooky things. Next is Shelter. This on Epic Games, so it's a different there. 21 and a half hours long, 34 and a half hours to 100%. Uh, and I think I've seen this mentioned by some YouTubers. Uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One released back in 2015. It's a strategy survival game. Post-apocalyptic disaster management game that gives you a whole new meaning to the term nuclear family. Given a head start over the billions lost in a nuclear holocaust, you must gather as many supplies as possible en route to the, uh, to the concrete underground shelter that will soon become your family home for the foreseeable dreary future. Okay. Next is a, uh, this is a game that I, I do feel like playing at some point. Just because it's, uh, it, it's a retro game. So some of these retro, retro PC games I never experienced them. They never had a version that came out on console. So it'll be interesting for some of these games. But next is uh, uh, Outcast Second Contact. 17 hours long, 23 and a half hours to 100%. It's a complete remake of the cult title which sparked the open world action adventure game. Take off on an exploration of Adelpha. An alien world as beautiful as it is dangerous, where your heroic journey places the fate of two worlds in your hands. Based on PC, PS4, and Xbox One back in 2017. So yeah, this one, I do want to give it a shot. I'll screenshot it. But yeah, and it's a remake, so it's... Yeah. Some mechanics that are hopefully translated well to uh, sit down. Next is Cube 2. Q U B E 2. That's how it's spelled. Five and a half hours long, seven hours to 100%. It's a sequel to the first, to the hit first person puzzle game, Cube. You are Amelia Cross, a stranded archaeologist who has awoken among the ruins of an ancient alien landscape. With the distant help of another survivor, you must manipulate the structure of the mysterious world and find a way back home. At least Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Back in 2018. So, yeah, this is another uh, puzzle. Uh, First-person puzzle games which got super popular after Portal came out. Next is Pumped BMX Pro, which I, I have no interest in, in playing for sure. And its art style is... Mm. It's just... It just 
<sighs> just does, does not seem good. 15 hours long, 18 hours to 100%. Uh, the next installment in the high adrenaline, fast-paced arcade BMX Trekathon. Master 60 levels and over 200 challenges while pulling off as many radical stunts as possible on one of 15 bikes. Released in 2019 for the Switch, PC, and Xbox One. Eh. Probably not going to play that. Next is Lost Horizon. I think I, I think I have Lost Horizon 2. I think I talked about that already. Uh, this is 10 and a half hours long, 11 and a half hours to 100%. Uh, 1936 Soldiers of the Third Reich from the uh, roam the world seeking occult weapons for their insane plans of conquest. When Fenton Paddock, a former British soldier and hapless smuggler, is asked to look for his friend Richard, who went missing in Tibet. He has no choice and no idea that this search will lead him across three continents to a secret that could turn the world, the whole world, upside down. Enough mystery. Not in the mood for another crime story. Lost Horizon. Well, okay, they, they kept going with this. Lost Horizon brings a classic adventure. Look back to its roots, the 1930s, exotic settings all over the world, and dangerous quest for one of uh, the greatest secrets of mankind makes adventures here. Hearts beat faster. Sorry, man, I can't read. Uh, released on Switch and PC. Uh, initially, it was released in 2010 on PC only. It's on the Switch now, so there you go. Next is Lethus Path of Progress. 27 and a half hours long. That's all we have to go on. Don't know if there's a 100% option here, but it's PC only, at least back in 2015. Old school 2D uh, city builder set in a Victorian steampunk universe called Lethus. You'll have to build and manage cities, provide resources for your inhabitants while making sure there are enough workers to sustain your production lines. Trade with other cities, honor requests of the Emperor, and make your citizens happy. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. That's, that's happening there. Next is Layers of Fear, which I have heard of, and uh, I've heard this is a spooky game, and I may have to venture into it during Spooky Month uh, when I start streaming. That, yes, I should be done with Splatoon by that point, because in September I, I do plan on playing Splatoon and streaming the single-player mode for that game. Uh, so Layers of Fear is a psychedelic horror that will... Keep you on the edge for the remainder of the game. Delve deep into the mind of an insane painter and discover the secrets of his madness as you walk through a constantly shifting house. Is this based like on Francisco Goya, who, who made the uh, Saturn devouring his son painting? Just, he went insane. He was just drawing like, just all kinds of weird things. 
Uh, okay, well, uh, three and a half hours long, ten hours to 100%. First person horror survival game released back in 2016, and it's now on Linux, Mac, Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Next is HyperDot. HyperDot. Three hours long, six hours to 100%. Five hours to 100%. Sorry. A minimal action arcade masterpiece with one rule. Dodge everything. A game by Charles McGregor. Released on PC and Xbox One back in 2020. Action arcade game. Alright. Alrighty. Next is Garou, Mark of the Wolves. Have I played this? I thought I played these. It's on Neo Geo. The Neo Geo uh, game that I have on PC. One hour long, 11 hours. I think I played this. I have to check. I have to check. I feel like I played this. Interesting. Uh, it's a fighting game. I've probably played this. Maybe I didn't mark it off. But I think I probably played it. It's November, it released back in November 1999. Eesh, wow. Um, it's, a, it's an SMK fighting game. Part of uh, King of the Fighters, Fatal Fury, Samurai Warriors, a bunch of other stuff. If you heard of them, then you know Marvel vs. Uh, SNK, SNK vs. whatever. Uh, it's... Yeah, alright. So, this, man, that's released on pretty much everything. Arcade, Dreamcast, Neo Geo, Switch, PC, PS2, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Huh. Really? I thought... I, I have a... I, you, they gave away a lot of the, the Neo Geo games. And I could have sworn I had gone through all of them for the most part. And I guess I haven't. So, maybe. Or maybe I just forgot to mark it off once I did complete this one. Because I, I went through a mess of them back uh, last year. Towards the end of last year, I think. Or the, the end of this year. Not sure. But I, I, I beat a ton of them back, back a few months back. All right. Next is Extreme Exorcism, three hours long, seven and a half hours, 100%. Uh, it's a paranormal platformer where every move you make comes back to haunt you. PC, PS4, Wii U, released uh, back in 2015. Action-adventure game, it says. Okay, well, there we go. Next is Dead Age. So, Dead Age, 19 hours long, 58 hours to 100%. Uh, R, so RPB, R, RPB, RPG survival game released on PC only back in 2016. Zombie Outbreak with Final Fantasy-like turn-based combat and permanent permadeath. Wow. Uh, manage survivors, craft materials, and make difficult decisions. Defend your camp against hordes of the undead to prevail in this non-linear roguelite. Ugh. Ugh, that's that turned me off right there. Next is the Dark Side Detective. Three and a half hours long, six hours to 100%. Released back in July 2017. 
and you see, a lot of these indie games are, are like a sit down, or like like one maybe two play sessions, two short play sessions. And you just get them out of the way. They're very short, bite sized games, and I feel like I could do. I I, I just have to get get uh, get going with them, but. No, for me, it's, it's just so easy just to pop on my Switch and just get in a couple of games of Rocket League, some Smash Battles, and then that, and then call it. And then if I'm playing a game that's going to be streamed, then I'll just set the PC up and, and stream it. But, but uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing a bit of a better job of just getting my laptop... You know, I don't have to install it on my big gaming PC. I can just some of these indie games, they're okay. They're just easy. You just put them on. on they're, they're only a few gigabytes, or even some megabytes big, and you just install them on your on my laptop, and I can just kind of play them in bed. And then, uh, you know, it's a Switch ask, Switch ask experience ask, but it's it's not as uh, intuitive. No, no, it's not, but it's. It's something at least. Next is uh, oh yeah, this released back. Oh no, sorry, sorry, I didn't even talk about the game. I, I was talking about uh, uh, the, yeah, Dark Side Detective uh, released back in 2017 on Google Stadia. Uh, <laughs> you'll hear me surprised for some of these when you hear Wii U or Google Stadia. That's probably because uh, it's like not many things released on those platforms. I'm just surprised. Uh, but yeah, Switch, PC, PS5, and Xbox One. Surprising, not a PS5 Okay. Well, that's enough for the Dark Side Detective. Next is Baseball Stars 2, which I have on PC. Old Neo Geo game from 1992. I think I've started it think and it's a challenging baseball game oops baseball game takes about nine hours to complete which i don't know if i'm i love baseball i don't know if i'm up for it uh this released back on the neo geo that's the version that i have and uh it's a port or a emulated version of the neo geo game on PC. Apparently there was an NES version which I'm I'm pretty darn sure is nowhere near the quality of the actual Neo Geo version. But yeah, that's uh All right. Next is Bridge Constructor. So, I have three of these Bridge Constructor games and we've talked about them before. Yeah, build a bridge. This was released back in 2012. It's on the PC, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox One, and mobile. And you're just uh, making bridges. That's that's the name of the game. And you, you, you solve the, the puzzles, uh, the challenges of trying to create a steady bridge. Next is Effie. It's about four and a half hours long, six hours to 100%. It's a 3D action adventure game that combines classic elements from the genre, such as combat, platforming, and puzzles with the exploration of an expanded world 
Live a unique fantasy adventure and relive the look and feel of old school video games. Released back in 2019 on PC, PS4, and Switch. And I, I have this on PC, Amazon. And I, uh, I, I've i been tempted to, to actually start playing this. It does look like... Uh, N64 era. Uh, not the graphics, but the style. N64 era adventure games in early... PS2, GameCube, Xbox, Dreamcast style, where they're, they're just expanding on that. But, but yeah, uh, it, it does look good. It does look interesting. But I'm not going to start it just yet. Next is Close to the Sun. I have this on PC. Four hours long, seven hours to 100%. Released on PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One back in 2019. It's a horror game that takes place at the end of the 19th century on a mysterious ship complex created by Nikola Tesla for the sake of knowledge. Okay. Didn't realize this was a horror game. So this might be up for spooky month. Next is Deadlight. Four hours long, seven hours to 100%. I have this on PC. It also released on PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One back in 2012. The world has ended. There is no hope. No new beginning. Only the survivors. Deadlight follows the journey of Randall Wayne, a man searching for his family across Seattle during the aftermath of a 1980s event that has decimated life on Earth. This visually stunning cinematic survival platformer will challenge you to run jump climb and struggle for your life as you look for answers and the ones you love so it's a horror survival game another one for spooky month next is orion legacy of the cory oldan 19 hours long Nobody's 100% of it on how long to beat, but 27 hours to get some extra stuff. Epic action RPG set in a world of uh, African fantasy with a unique open and dynamic fighting gameplay. PC only, released back in 2016. And that's it. I have it on Steam, I think. On Steam, is this Steam? No, no, I have this on Amazon. Okay, next is a Knight's Quest. Fifteen hours long, thirty-seven and a half hours to one hundred percent. It's on Switch and PC. Released back in twenty nineteen, a gorgeous action adventure on an epic scale. Play as Rusty, a clumsy adventurer who accidentally sets about the end of the world. Solve mind-bending puzzles, fight challenging enemies, defeat huge bosses, and platform your way through a fantastic open world in this lavish action adventure. Something about the art style for this game, I don't know. It has a... It's only on Switch and PC, but has like a mobile phone vibe to me. And uh, I don't know. Uh, this one does interest me though. Kona, about five and a half hours long, ten hours to one hundred percent. 
Northern Canada, 1970. A strange blizzard ravages a Tamipec Lake. Step into the shoes of a detective to explore the eerie village, investigate surreal events, and battle the elements to survive. The first installment in a series of four games, Kona is a chilly, narrative-driven, interactive tale you won't soon forget. Released on Google Stadia, Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, PS5, and Xbox One, released in 2017. And this one does interest me just because of the setting and the art style. Next is Genesis Alpha 1, 14 hours long, 85 and a half hours to 100%. Dear Lord. Uh, PC, PS4, released back in 2020. It's a, it mixes thrilling roguelike. Oh, no, that, that's already instantly moving that out of the way for me. Mechanics with a deep shipbuilder and the first... Fast first-person action, putting you in the role of an interstellar pioneer. Mm, they they kind of turned me off with the roguelike stuff. I'm, I'm done. Just can't do it. Next is the Spectrum Retreat, which I am interested in actually playing through. Five hours long, six hours to 100%. The Spectrum Retreat is a challenging first-person puzzle game set in the near future. You awake at the Penrose Hotel... A peaceful yet unsettling refuge from the outside world. As a valued guest, your existence is embedded into the corridors and guest rooms of the Penrose. Exploration of the striking Art Deco Hotel will begin to uncover the mysteries of both the Penrose and the uncertainties surrounding your current stay. Your desire to unearth the truth is obstructed by an array an array of color-coded puzzles, mind-bending physics challenges, and the growing fear of exposing your true intentions. Released in 2018, it's on Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And I have this on PC. I think I'll eventually get to it. I'm knocking out a ton of indie games lately. And I'll, I'll, like some of the ones, like if you look back on some of the old entries of uh backlog i i have knocked a lot out of those so they are no longer in my backlog as i keep doing this next is kid icarus uprising oh boy i have started this it's on my 3ds uh, as a digital download because i think i got it through my nintendo club nintendo Way back when, I think when they were giving away games as they were shutting it down. So I got Kid Icarus as one of the final games, I think, because uh, I didn't have it. 11 and a half hours long, 97 and a half hours to 100%. Who the heck did that? My goodness gracious. Some 25 years after the original Kid Icarus game for NES captured the hearts and imaginations of gamers worldwide. Uprising brings the action and adventure of this beloved series to new heights and new dimensions on the 3DS. Medusa and her underworld army have returned, and they've got their sights set on the heroic Angel Pit. With the aid of Palutena, goddess of light and guardian of the human race, Pit must fend off this malevolent threat. And, yeah. I... This game hurts my hand. 
it it's on the 3ds it has a control style that requires you to hold the system and use the the stylus pen to to shoot so it's a shooter more than anything um so it's an on rails on it's it's kind of like Star Fox in that sense where some of it's on rails some of it's slightly not but it's a third person shooter more than anything and it's a game that I think there's a few Nintendo games that I believe that really really could benefit from a a remake like a complete remake and I think Uprising's gotta be like at least top five because it was on the 3ds its control scheme is is bad it's awful and if it was on the switch i think you could make things a lot better heck uprising feels like it should have been released on the wii u with its control scheme so it should have it should have been able to do that but oh well Next is Zelda Oracle of Ages. I have this on my 3DS as well. I I don't know how far I am into this game. Uh, I had Oracle of Seasons on the Game Boy Color. And I never played Ages, so I decided to download it on my 3DS. 17 hours long, 24 hours to 100%. Released back in 2001 on the... Game Boy Color, played on your Game Boy Advance, and then re-released on 3DS. They they put Game Boy here, but it it won't work on a regular Game Boy or Game Boy Pocket. You need a Game Boy Color to play this, so whoever did this did it wrong. And of course, yeah, you can play it on on a Game Boy Advance or the Game Boy Player on the GameCube. But... Yeah, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's it's good. It just I I don't know what where I am in the game, and uh, there's a lot of stuff, especially on my 3ds, that I I should beat and get through. Kid Icarus, I have Metroid Federation Force, and and I have this. So they're and they're Nintendo franchises. So it's like, why haven't you gone through these? I'm like, Ugh, I just haven't, just haven't. And there's probably a few more 3ds games that i would like to collect because i i just never got them i think kirby robobot i've heard was good and mario and luigi paper jam i just i don't know um i'll figure out that but next is metro last light redux nine and a half hours long 26 and a half hours to 100 percent Released in 2014, it's now on Google Stadia. Nintendo Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's an FPS. And it's based on a series of books. Or it's 2034, Beneath the Ruins of Post-Apocalyptic Moscow and the Tunnels of the Metro. The remnants of mankind are besieged by deadly threats from outside and within. Mutants stalk the catacombs beneath the desolate surface. And hunt amidst the poisoned skies above. So I've heard good things about the Metro games and and I guess the storylines, but I just haven't gotten to it. Next is Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. I beat Ukulele 1. 
and I just haven't gotten to the sequel just yet. 13 hours long, 20 and a half hours to 100%. And I think I should play this because it's definitely a Donkey Kong country homage. Whereas Ukulele 1 was more of an homage to Banjo-Kazooie. This one seems to be the other way around. Um, 2.5D levels and explore a puzzling 3D overworld rich with secrets and surprises. Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One, released back in 2019. I have the PC version. And I think we're going to call it here. Just just in a matter of time there. Just a little bit less than an hour here, I think. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to this. I know the quality of the sound varies a lot. It just depends on where I am and and uh it's kind of staggered the way i'm doing these but i do want to get through them because uh, i like doing this i like talking about the backlog a bit it kind of gives me a a a game plan in some sort of way because uh, during this these entries i i do i do play video games i do beat video games i'm not just relying solely on the multiplayer stuff I normally play, which is the Rocket League and Smash. And now I'm reworking Splatoon into that. But the uh, I am getting through a lot of these. I've gone through a lot of the the uh, in the prologues from good old games. A lot of prologue games. Just to, just to get a feel for some of these games. Some of them, I found some, some ones that I've added to my wish list due to them. So I'm not playing demos. I'm playing more prologues. Which are demos. They're glorified demos, yes. But they are prologues in that they are actually a part of the storylines. Which I like better than a demo. Which uh, usually is just a a tiny snippet of the actual game. And then if you get the actual game, you replay that part. And I'm like, nah, I don't don't want to do that. So... Uh, that's why what I've been doing with those and the uh, I guess the the other thing is uh, yeah I've been getting through a ton of them Uh, maybe not a ton but this month was kind of slow because I, I played through Paper Mario on the Wii U and then I took a little bit of a break from from games and then I'm, I decided to yeah, knock out some indie games in my digital backlog I, I would I thought about going immediately to an Xbox 360 physical game that I have here but I'm I just didn't feel like it I think I'll I'll eventually get back to the physical backlog because i'm trying to create what's more i i'm trying to create a balance of what i'm playing the physical stuff because i i i do feel like the digital stuff can for the most part wait like they're not gonna for the they're not gonna go anywhere relatively speaking they're not gonna go anywhere uh, anytime soon whereas the physical stuff i i do want to play through all of them so that uh, at the time when I don't want to have them in my collection I could just be like okay well 
I'll uh, I'll sell these and we'll we'll move on from there and and I won't feel bad that I have games that I I, I never played that I'm giving away or or that I'm selling like I, I I I started collecting these because I wanted to play them not because I wanted to have them on a shelf so uh, that's why. I'm, I'm knocking out some of this stuff. I knocked out Paper Mario. I'm like, okay, I got that out of the way. I bought, I bought this. I bought this through Goodwill, and I'm I'm gonna get through it. Then these bunch of 360 games. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get through this. Like, gosh, I have a lot of these Assassin's Creed games, and uh, apparently, uh, I'm gonna get more of these Assassin's Creed games for free and I'm just like oh no so it kind of makes me think oh do I need to get into this series yeah yeah I know there, it's 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 a good problem to have I will say that it's a good problem to have like I I don't feel as much of a need to buy video games uh, aside from the retro stuff like a lot of the new games that come out, it's like I, I don't feel like a need to. The stuff that's coming out on the Switch, yes, but on PC and all that stuff, all the AAA games that are coming out there, I'm just like, I'll, I'll hold off. I'll, I'll, uh, believe me, I, I've got a lot of the stuff that came out years ago that were AAA $60 releases, and now I've got them for free. So, not in a rush. At my. My PC has paid for itself in free games, which is amazing. And it's it's an it's something I don't think a lot of people know about with regards to PC gaming. Is just the amount of free video games that you can just get like right now. Right now, you just buy a even if um, you have a laptop right now, uh, a Windows laptop. You can go on good old games right now and download a bunch of free games. Just to start you out, they're they're not going to be taxing on your system. They're older video games. And you'll have a good time. You'll you'll go through some some real real bangers as far as like his historical games. And then you have uh Epic Games giving out at least one game per week for free. Every once in a while, a Steam code will come out, or you'll get a Steam key, or a developers going to give away something there. Or, or uh, yeah, yeah. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, they give away PC games, and I don't think a lot of people know that. And if they have, there's Game Pass too. You can sign up for Game Pass and just play games that way too. So, and I still have a membership that I have not used. I am waiting for something. I think I don't know what it would be that would get me to actually activate it, but it's there. It's there for whenever I feel like having it there. Anyways, thanks for listening. If you guys want to follow me. I'm at FJOGR on Twitter. Uh, find my YouTube channel, FJOGR, as well. Just type in FJOGR wherever you're at, and you'll most likely find me. My Instagram is FJOGR64. I have TikTok. I have 
all kinds of stuff. So take care.